You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Pounds, dollar, millionaire, dollar, pound, dollar. Here we are. Welcome to, Axe, welcome to Axe to Grind Overtime. Uh, my name is Bob, and today joining me is... Uh, Ryan from One Step Closer and Anxious. <laughs> and? I'm sorry, the call just broke up for like 45 seconds there, so <laughs> oh I my totally God. missed the first half of that. Okay, oh, all right, man, I'm all right. Sorry. here, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. Ready, ready, ready? Okay, okay, I'm ready now. Welcome to Axe to Grind Overtime. My name's Bob, and joining me today is... Ryan from One Step Closer and Anxious. <laughs> and and Grady from One Step Closer and Anxious. What's up, dudes? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm just hanging out. I'm uh, in my mom's backyard with uh, her multitude of animals. And it's, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, I'm also doing pretty well. All right, Chilling. we're... We're going to talk about the multitude of animals real quick. Okay. So, so okay. hold on. We're going to ask Ryan this first. So <laughs> I know, I know, I know Grade's mom has a pig. What other animals? Like that. <laughs> yeah. What, what other animals, what other animals does, uh, does Grady have at the house over there? Um, okay. So he has two dogs, Betty and Porkins. And then, uh, Show cat, rest in peace. But that's 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 about it, oh, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We only we only got three right now, so maybe maybe it's a bit of a stretch to call it a multitude. A multitude I but. mean, I think I think by by literal definition, you're correct by saying multitude. <laughs> it is more. It is more than one. So yes, um, yes, yes. Um, so what's up, dude? So we're just chatting. It is um, it is a weird. What is today? Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? If if the world wasn't on fire with coronavirus, would you guys be on tour right now, or is this downtime? Was there some, uh, was something happening right now? Downtime. I think it was downtime, right? Yeah, right. Downtime it, it right would now. it would be it would be downtime. Because Grady, you are enrolled in school. You would be at Penn State taking classes, yes. doing the whole thing. Yes, Ryan, but I'm hanging at yeah. home. Yes, taking online courses. Yes, and, and Ryan, you would be. Not you'd be doing kind of the same thing you're doing right now, like getting knee deep on the one step closer record, right? Yeah, pretty much. We were gonna use this time anyways as like time to finish the record, so it kind of just worked out where uh, we have even more time, I guess. So, (laughs) which is cool, but (laughs) so so the thing to me that one of the reasons I enjoy talking to both you guys a lot, and um, I think you have cool, unique perspectives on stuff. None of us are, are scientists or doctors, so we're not going to get too heavy on, on like COVID nineteen talk. However, Ryan, you were in Europe when this stuff all hit because one step closer was on tour with Turnstile and Glitterer and Gag. 
Um, so can you tell us that story? Because I think you guys were in the UK when Trump announced that there was going to be a travel ban. And I think that threw everyone for a loop. And, and there was like a huge fear factor going on. So so feel free. Go on, go on a rant and tell us what that was like. Let me tell you how much of a shit show that was. Honestly, it was like probably, uh, I don't know. It was like one in the morning there. And we just got to our hotel. Um, and then Turnstile ended up, Turnstile, I think, I don't think Gag was staying at that hotel too, but Turnstile was staying at that hotel and so was Ned. So they were like a couple of rooms down from us. And um, all of a sudden, like, first off, like Connor from Magnitude, like calls me and he's like, bro, you might be stuck in the UK. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what's going on? And then he's like, didn't you see like, trump announced a travel ban and i was like oh my god and then literally as soon as that phone call ended i got flooded with probably like 15 other people texting me just like god freaking out and i was like i don't know what's going on and then obviously everybody else is getting you know phone calls and texts from like their family and like friends and stuff and everyone just kind of started freaking out so like i was trying to stay calm and like be like yeah but like like we don't know like what's going to happen, like whatever. And then everybody else was just like, no, we need to get out of here. So, uh, I called like, well, I texted Vitalo and I was like, yo, is there any way you guys can help us like get some plane tickets like super quick? So, you know, we're, we, we could just get out of here and like whatever. So for like two hours, we were like going back and forth with like plane ticket options and dude, they were just selling out like, so fast just like oh, oh my god well like we would find one that was like somewhat reasonable and then he would go to buy like pay for them because like we didn't have a credit card that had like a high enough limit like at the time to like pay for him so like he was like throwing it on his card for us and i was like you know like super thankful like whatever but like oh, yeah. it was just such a pain in the ass to like actually get flights like like you know booked and everything and it was just oh my gosh it was crazy everyone was just like losing their minds and like i like i thought ross was literally gonna have like a panic attack like he was like he was actually like freaking out <laughs> it was crazy well and, and but, the other side was that was your all your guys first time into europe uh i mean yeah. certainly as a band so um to have that happen is kind of like one it's sort of a bummer because as i understand it you you guys missed like a giant show because you had to get on the flights, right? Yeah, we missed we missed the the London show, which was like it was sold out. It was probably like the biggest show of the tour and probably like the most hyped show of the tour. So they ended up canceling the two shows after that because we went back to like mainland Europe for like the last two shows. But uh everybody else still played uh London, but we ended up getting flights that flew out like two hours before the show started or something oh, cool. and we couldn't we couldn't switch them right because like trump never said like oh u.s citizens can still get back in no matter what right, so right. then the next morning we find out oh yeah we could we could have got in no matter what and we could have still played london but then it was like too late because I guess you, you can't switch your tickets. flights yeah you'd already yeah. bought those tickets 24 hours whatever and, yeah 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 uh, so it was just like a huge, like, I was super bummed on it. I was really excited for that show. I know, like, when we posted that we weren't playing, like, a bunch of people were pretty, pretty upset. So, like, I, I don't know. I kind of just felt bad. 
it was it was yeah. a bummer. Well, and I but, mean that certainly was one of the shows that like just looking at like you said it was a big show. I, I think it's probably safe to say that was a show you guys were looking forward to. So here's the hoping next time you're in London you get the chance to have it be a, a like a banger like that. You know. Yeah, and it sucks because now that we were supposed to do a tour in June with Outbreak Fest, and now that's getting rescheduled or whatever. So, like, we were supposed to play London, and it was supposed to be with, like, Fiddlehead and Fury or something like that. So, like, that would have been, like, an awesome show, and, like, now we're still not going back. So, I don't know. Everything kind of sucks right now, but... Well, so, let's get Grady in here, too, um, because that that would have been kind of the next thing that everybody's looking forward to that, that didn't happen. There was going to be a tour and we don't have to get too deep in it because I don't, you know, hopefully it happens again, but there was going to be a tour that was like a triple B thing, uh, in Europe in June and not being able to do that is such a bummer to think about. Um, because that was going to be great. Are you there? He's muted right now. So I don't know if he's trying to catch up on homework or if the pigs being loud. Grady. Grad. Yo, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was muted. Why no, you were <laughs> muted, man. <laughs> so were you just Damn. rapping? You were talking there? Um, I was I was like chiming in there and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess like, oh, man, I suck. <laughs> so, yo, uh, I know for one thing, uh, you were unable to go on the, the One Step Closer Euro Tour. No, and cool. that was kind of like, like, fine. You probably know this, but maybe you don't. Like, I definitely had conversations with Grady while you guys were over there, where he was he was bumming. Like, it was like, a, oh, I know, I know, know dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. I felt, I actually felt so so bad about it. I, I mean, I was talking to Grady a good bit while we were over there, and he was he just seemed like he was bumming hard. So, yeah, but, I mean, it's uh, Grady, are you walking or is that the pig? Joke. Is that um, you or is that the pig? It's probably a good amount of the pig, but also a little bit of the pig. Stay in one place. That helps. Yeah, it will. <laughs> um, okay. So you were you. saying you were saying band's first time over in Europe. Uh yeah, band's first time over in Europe and have to uh sit it out and watch uh watch it all go down from like the windowsill of your uh of your college is uh it's not uh it's not the ideal way to experience it. That's all I'll say about that. I mean, uh, yo, I want to say it too. Like some of the pictures <laughs> of the one step closer show in Europe were fucking wild. And oh, yeah, they, no, it, it looked crazy. And that was the thing I kept going, man, if I'm Grady, I'm so bummed. Cause this looked like the best shows. Oh yeah. 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 And I mean, um, the, you know, Caleb, you know, who was, uh, filling in for me made this awesome tour video. Um, you know, it, that went up a couple of days ago, and I was just watching. And I was like, "Wow, this looks like the greatest time ever!" And I was not there. This sucks. <laughs> um, big well, shout so, out to Caleb, though. Yeah, yeah, yo. What what are the other bands Caleb does? Because I think they're worth mentioning here. He does warm and choice to make. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Shout and then, out to both. And then another band called Renfield. That's like up and coming but that that's cool it's cool stuff so so one thing that i think is real interesting is that you guys are both in you're both in once up closer and anxious two mm-hmm. bands that are are got lots of plans that you know kind of the reason we're talking today but mm-hmm. how is that managing that like is it you guys are really tight too which is 
the coolest. But as example, you also have life going on. Like Brady, you had school stuff and other tours. So it was like, I can't go do this because I've got this stuff that I have to do right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, most of the time it's really, really cool. But I mean, I won't lie. And I think Ryan can like, would probably agree with me more and more lately. It's come from, wow, this is really cool, but also so incredibly stressful. Um, and it's, I don't know, the more realistic you are about things like out in the future, the, you know, the less stressful it gets. But, um, I don't know. It's like at the end of the day, like it's worth literally any stress because it's, you know, it's all I want to be doing. And I know for Ryan, it's, you know, the same deal. So, I mean, it's great, but it definitely takes a lot of, uh, planning and, uh, being real with each other about, you know, what you can pull off. Yeah, that's definitely true. I feel like I feel the same way. Uh, I think it's a little, especially recently with all these tours getting canceled and like being rescheduled pretty much on top of each other. Yeah. So now yes. it's like figuring out like, oh, are we going to be able to do this now? Or like, or will I not be playing with Anxious and will Grady not be playing with Once Up Closer again? Or are we doing this? Are we not? You know, it's like, yeah, it, it's just a huge kind of, it's just a fiasco right now where like before this whole virus started, like I feel like we had everything planned out where like we were both going to be able to be with both bands at all times for like the rest of the year, pretty much. Oh yeah. And it was, that would have been nice, but yeah. Like the way that all mapped out and was kind of like planned was awesome. Like I, I seeing you guys do that and getting a chance to hear about that, is so cool because it was like collaborative and enabled you both to, to real and, and both your bands, to be honest, to have the opportunity to do all the shit you want to do without stepping on each other's toes, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, so, it was just kind of everything like was just going back and forth, just like in a really, really solid way. And it kind of just, uh, in a matter of two weeks, kind of <laughs> all came crumbling down. So, um, with that said, so, Ryan got to tell us what was the best show of the European tour, by the way. And give us, give us like, give us a blow by blow of like some of your highlights. And then Grady, um, we're going to talk a little bit. I've got something for you after this. All right. Um, what was my, uh, I think Berlin was probably my favorite show. It was like, you know, it's straight up like right in the city. Uh, we, it was like, I think it was like an 800 cap venue with no barrier. And it was sold out and just packed to the brim like it was insane to like look out and just like see like like just a long it was like a long it was like almost like a long hallway but it was like a little wider but it was just filled with people and people were packed up front people were going crazy like it was sick that show was like probably my favorite and that whole day was just cool because we got to like explore berlin and like you know, skate around a little bit. We were like skating inside the venue and like stuff. It, it was, it was so sick. Um, that was probably my favorite. I think Dresden was probably one of Coaster's best reaction. Um, and that show was really cool too. Um, but I think like, I don't know. I think all the Germany shows overall were just probably my favorite. It just sucked. Cause like, when, once you get to the UK, it's like pretty much all barrier shows, anything over like 500 cap. So like, that was like our first time playing in like behind barrier, like a barrier, which was like kind of just a weird feeling. And 
I, I thought we like owned it for sure. And like, definitely like still like, you know, performed to our best abilities and like really gave it our all, but it was just it, a different feeling, not being able to interact with like, you know, the crowd as much, you know what I mean? Was that your first experience with once up closer playing behind a barrier? Yes. Just the first. Yeah. That's all. That's one step closer. First time. I've with done anxious, it. I know you guys have done it a couple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, we've had to deal with that vibe uh, a handful of times. What, what do you think the biggest difference is for you personally? And like when you're performing, like, do you feel like you have to like do something different or do you just try to keep the same energy? Cause I think it's so different when you're that much, when there's literally like, Hey, we're putting, we're putting six feet between you and the audience. I almost, I, I felt like I had to like give it more energy because you have to be more entertaining, like to the people who are just standing there, you know what I mean? Right. Like, because people aren't engaging with you and like, so like, it, you have to almost like give it more and like somehow make the vibe just like that much better. So people yeah. still find it interesting, you know? So no, like, I, mean, I totally agree with that. I, uh, I, I would probably echo that too. I mean, it's when there's literally no direct interaction and I mean, it's not even people are right up in your face, but they're not doing anything. It's literally, they're also six, seven, eight feet away from you. It's like you almost don't want to give it as much, but you ha- like you have to like double down on it just for like I don't know the sake of like that communication between the audience and you. Yeah, it's good stuff. I I enjoy it. It's cool, but like, but would, it is different. Would, if you had your yeah. choice, you're probably gonna you're gonna pick no barrier. Yeah, exactly for sure. Um, so Brady, we had a we've had some private conversations about. Mm-hmm. Going away to school, which yes. you did, went away to Penn State, mm. which can can <laughs> Ryan, as a Pennsylvania native, please describe where Penn State is in relation to anything else in the state. <laughs> it's it's literally the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's the center, the dead center of the state, and there's nothing like a third, like thirty minute drive. And you're just driving through fields of like corn and stuff like that. Like it's, it's there's there's nothing there. It kind of sucks. So, while your buddies are in Europe, you are at Penn State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Give me your college experience because I, uh, when I eventually went away, when I eventually went to school, I, I went. I was living in California and I was like a commuter. So, mm-hmm. and I, I had taken a few years off, so it was different, but. You actually went away for school. Tell me about that because you've said it in the funniest ways, and I think it should be documented. <laughs> um, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, looking back on it, um, you know, if I could have, you know, go back a year and said, would I choose this place that's in the middle of nowhere? And it's, you know, kind of that way by design, you know, it's kind of built so like you're relying on the campus and the people on campus and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I probably, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have gone that way. Um, I mean, it's funny you brought up, or, you know, that you that you were a commuter student, you know, to an extent, yeah. you know, being gone, you know, almost every weekend, you know, whether it was just hanging in Wilkes-Barre or, you know, playing shows or something, it kind of, it kind of had a similar, a similar vibe. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I went away to school this year. It was my freshman year. Um, I am taking time off after this year to 
uh, due to the band both full time. Uh, but yeah, I was just uh, undecided there, studying uh, or taking a lot of history courses. Um, what did we and, say? I asked you. I was like, "Oh, have you made a lot of friends there?" Do you remember your answer? I'm sure it was. I have not made one. <laughs> I think you said I made one friend, kind of something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. I made. I made friends with this this one kid. Um, you know, who was just like, you know, we had crossover at the fringes. Like he was into like skateboarding and like, you know, liked you know, bands that, you know, operate, you know, on the fringes of, like, things I enjoy, and so, like, we we kind of had that correspondence, but, I mean, like, you know, overall, it was, uh, you know, go to class, and then go back to your dorm room, and then, <laughs> and wait, and then wait, drive wait two hours to Wilkes-Barre to, to see your friends. Yeah, and then drive two hours and spend Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Ryan's house, and then return home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> Yo, so I never, I don't know your guys' origin story. Like, how did you two meet and like end up in? Oh, that's a good this. story. That's a this yeah, a that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good story. Um, I mean, I'll I'll tell you. I mean, I got a I got a direct message from Ryan in late 2017, I think. Um, and it was yeah. OSC. It was OSC. What like first, like time first, like being on the road like ever. Yeah, it was like our first like we did like four or five shows. It was like our first like weekend kind of yeah. thing. So, um, yeah, and it was just um, what the show was supposed to be in Boston. Right? Yeah, and it yeah. fell through. Um, yeah. so I had just booked like two shows at like my local teen center in town. Yeah. Um, and they had done really, really well, actually. Like, I think, like, the second one I threw, like, it was, like, 220 people, like, paid, which is, like, absurd. And, like, half of it was, like, people that actually wanted to see bands and then just kids from my high school. Sure. Um, so it was a cool vibe. But for that reason, um, whoever Ryan was doing the Boston show through, he sent it my way and said, like, oh, do this show in Connecticut. Um, so Ryan sent me a message. We talked a little bit. I said, "Yeah, I'll do the show." And they shout out Matt Pummel. Was it was it Matt? I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was Matt. Matt yeah, it was Doug. Yeah. So um, yeah, Matt Matt sent it to me, and we put this show together. And it was like it ended up being on like the day of like the heaviest snowfall in <laughs> Connecticut that year, and like of course, I I'm telling you like. I don't think 10 people paid to come to the show. Like, I think, like, I would be amazed if there were over five people who came to the show. Like, it was, it was like, yeah, it was like, look up, like, nightmare, like, show nightmares, and it was, like, up there. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, me and Ryan, and then Anxious One Step Closer went to, like, a diet you know like a couple miles down the road after the uh you know what was pretty much like a glorified band practice uh <laughs> and uh we just like i don't know we sat in this diner for like whole, like i don't know like two or three hours so it was like you know it was like probably like one or two and yeah. yeah it was it was late yeah yeah and um i don't know we just really clicked as clicked as friends and as like two bands and uh 
I mean, I mean, then there's there's a lot of stuff after that. We did a weekend together. Um, and then, I don't know. I mean, do you want to explain what we was would going just down like, one step closer? That was like why I joined. Uh, or? Yeah, yeah. So our old drummer, <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> he, he was something else. Let me tell you. <laughs> Tom P, the legend. Tom P, but uh, I mean, he's a good kid. He, he's he's good, but like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just like we just didn't click well with him and it, it was just like it just didn't end up working out sure like and those then, things happen in bands all the time yeah yeah so like uh tommy who was playing guitar at the time he always played drums he drummed in like every band that i played in when i was like 15 you know what i mean and like he wanted to play guitar and once so closer and then so i like kind of talked to him and we were just like yo can you just like go back on drums and like whatever so we kicked it we we like kind of kicked tom out right before we recorded for me to you but we didn't tell him until after tommy already recorded the drum tracks for the record <laughs> so that was kind of shitty but like whatever so we kicked him out after that and then we were like well i thought there was only like one person that i wanted to play and that was grady because you know, he was straight edge, he's young. We got along with him really well. And like I was at that point like super good friends with him. And we were going up to Connecticut, like, you know, probably like at that point, like at least once a month, I feel. Like we're up yeah. there all the time. Like I felt like Grady was the one person that I wanted to play. And then everyone was like, Yeah, like that I think he'd be a good fit. So uh, that was like the the turning point of um of the band pretty much. And that's like when I think the band like really like started, you know, we had the early days with Tom and like played a lot of really bad shows, just like every other band. But like once Grady, you know, joined on guitar and Tommy started playing drums, that's like when we actually became like a, a band, I feel. Yeah. Right. When things feel like they, they change over. <clears throat> yeah. It just felt like it felt right. Finally. I don't know. Yeah. So, weird. so yeah. here, here's my question for you guys. Like, <clears throat> I would say that 2019 was kind of a crazy year for both your bands. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, when you think about that, you know, <clears throat> I think I think I met Grady. I think I met you, like, at the end of 2018. Um, I think that's talk, right. Started talking right before that. I booked some Fiddlehead show and had Anxious Play and... Um, and Ryan, I think I started talking to you a little while after that, but but I was aware of what yeah. closer. But like, just to see how much you guys did um, last year and like how much you've grown, does that feel like? Do you ever stop and think, "Whoa, this is so different than it was even just a year ago"? Because as you get older, you realize a year isn't that long. <laughs> Yeah. It's long, but it's also not. And you go, oh my god, this is like such a different thing. Um, as you like, you you guys both said it. Basically, starting in a month from now, one step closer and anxious, we're going to be touring full time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were both bands pretty much like didn't stop until you know December. Just both bands like just had stuff going for a while. It was also though like I even like like right before we went to Europe like I I don't I don't have a job like I lost my job so like it was like 
all right, well, now it's, like, the only thing I really could do right now is just, like, tour full-time, you know, like, whatever. So, I mean, last year was, like, the craziest year of my life, easily, because that was the first time I've, you know, even ever been to California in general. So, like, that was just, like, a huge deal to me. And right. then doing, doing, doing a full U.S. tour, like, with the two bands that I'm in, like, I don't know, it was just, like, it, it was just a surreal you know, thing. I never thought it would actually happen, kind of. So it was, it was just cool. Yeah. But, right. No, last year was really, really a whirlwind. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, to me, I think about that and it's like, so last year, um, the one step closer from me to you, 12 inch comes out, the anxious get better, seven inch comes out. Um, I hope everyone hearing this has gotten a chance to hear those records. Um, but right now you're both in the midst of writing and putting together new records. Yes. Yeah. So let's, yes. let's, let's start. We've gotten a lot of one step closer. Let's talk about anxious. Um, sure. How's that going? Where are you at? What's, uh, what's the latest and greatest on the next anxious record? And what is it? What is it even going to be? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I feel you know, saying that uh, the entire record is written. It's, you know, it's done. Um, we are in the process of demoing it right now. Um, and we were, you know, kind of headstrong in it. And then uh, Dante, yeah. who is our other guitar, um, his dad thought he came down with COVID. And right. so he, like, locked up, like, Dante and his entire family for, like, two and a half weeks so literally we you know we were kind of like you know we just couldn't do anything for you know two and a half weeks but starting as of yesterday we're back in demoing mode uh so yeah no expect um 10 new songs um you know this fall uh you know through through yours truly triple v records so it'll be uh that's that's it we're looking at studios right now um yeah but I mean, it's uh, it's it's done. I mean, we just need to hit the studio. Yeah, big shout out to Triple Bay. Hell yeah. Um, the number you have reached is one hundred point seven WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station; it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Get down! Get down! The wrath of the buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talk to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. 
You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. What, uh, what then for you guys, one's up closer, what do you got? You got an LP coming too. Yeah, we also, we're doing a 10-song LP. We have me and Tommy, everyone else is kind of like afraid to, not really afraid, but like they're kind of also locked up in their houses, like by their families part mostly and like kind of just like a little bit of fear because like our our county is pretty bad with with the virus i know but um we've just been me and tommy have been going to our practice spot every single day and working on stuff but we have we have nine songs and then uh we just have to pretty much write one more and we kind of already have like the ideas for like what we want to do with it and then uh then we're gonna probably start recording around you know the same time that anxious will be we'll, we're just gonna have to work out like you know like scheduling times pretty mm-hmm. much like but uh yeah so 10 songs i mean i'm super proud of like like the just i don't know just just seeing the like Im- improvement from like the last record and like seeing everybody grow as like musicians and it's just i don't know i think it's gonna be like I think it's going to blow the last record out of the water. In my opinion, at least for me, it's going to, it's going to blow it out of the water. I don't know. I guess it'll be, you know, left to be determined for other people, but uh, for the way people hear it for sure. Yeah. But I mean, for me, like for my personal, like, I don't know from my, in my opinion, it's, I think it's like a hundred times better than the last record. So I think it has a lot more, creativity and a lot more you know to like i don't know i to pick apart yeah it's just gonna be it's just it's just different so it's i think it's i think it's cool but um it's it's almost done it's definitely almost done so grady how would you describe the anxious record um it's uh it is a lot more melodic than the uh than you know the seven inch um, I think with, I mean, uh, you know, Ryan, feel free to, you know, back up or, I don't know, dispute it, but I think we're taking a lot more, uh, chances than we did oh, yeah. on the seven inch sure. when we were writing it. Um, just a little bit more unafraid to try new things and maybe things right. that, you know, are a little bit not like outside our ballpark, but a little bit foreign to us. Um, and uh yeah i mean i just i would expect you know songs that are a lot more melodic um and uh i don't know just uh i I think you know i kind of echo ryan's feelings uh about the osc record also with the anxious record that i think it's gonna blow you know i don't i don't you know i don't even think the two records will be like comparable i just think it's gonna blow that record out of the water too um right yeah I don't know, 10 songs that air much, much more on the side of the line. So, yeah, that's that's what to expect, I would say. Okay, yeah, so definitely. This, definitely, is, definitely. this is where I get to ask you guys hard questions about the okay. record. Okay. What would be some of the bands that you reference? Like, what are some of the bands that you think of or, or sonically that you were kind of thinking, like, man, these are the things that are inspiring this record? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for anxious, uh, I'm pulling a lot of 
I mean, me and Dante have kind of been like writing back and forth. You know, he he writes a song and then I'm doing editing on it and I'll write a song. He's doing editing on it. But I mean, as far as like bands I'm trying to reference, I'm thinking like you're freaking me out era. Sam, I am, um, you know, I mean, both you guys know I'm, you know, huge, huge far side head. So a lot of like Monroe doctrine era, uh, stuff like that. I know. I mean, I wish I wish I could ask Dante in this moment, like where he's pulling from, because he's like the most eclectic person ever. Oh yeah, he really you know? is. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll, you know, he he won't even listen like bands. He's like, oh yeah, I'm pulling from like some crazy '60s composer. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, he he's nuts like that. Yeah. To to go into his musical like array. Oh yeah, it's it's honestly absurd to just listen to that dude talk about like. I don't know what he's into and what he's pulling from. Um, I don't know. For me, for me, the biggest stuff I'm pulling is like Sam. I am. There's, um, there's actually, there's like one or two songs on the record that are a lot slower, kind of like, uh, like the Kill Holiday record. Um, oh wow! Look at you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to try like something out like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, those are the bands and, and sounds. What about you, Ryan? What about this One Step Closer record? What are some of the things you're thinking about with it? Um, I'd say obviously, like, you know, the big, the big, obviously, like, everybody knows Turning Point is a huge, huge influence, but also, like, Have Heart's been, like, a big influence, I feel, just from playing those shows and, like, kind of like I, I just like revisited you know those records and like i forgot how much that i truly like loved them so you know and yeah. like mm-hmm. it was just like that's definitely a big thing for me at least and then even bands like like flagman and like you know like a lot of 90s like emo like ish hardcore bands and even yeah. 90s emo bands have always been like a huge you know pull for us even uh one band uh, I've been listening to a lot recently, uh, this band called On the Might of the Princes. On the Might of Princes, yeah, yeah, On yeah. On the Might of Princes, yeah, yeah. They're from Philly, I think, or, like, something like that. Uh, Long or, Island, yeah. Or Yeah, Long Island, okay, yeah. So, like, that band and that one record, uh, I forget the name of it, but I've been, like, pulling a lot of inspiration from that because it's really, like, a unique, like, emo record and, like, Mm-hmm. It's it sounds really sick and like it's just a band that that Tommy randomly showed me and I just like fell in love with. So like I've been yeah. trying to also pull just from like random places. Like there's a part in one of the songs that sound like like a Goo Goo Dolls song for some reason. Like you won't you probably won't be able to hear, it, but I hear it. You know? Sure. I don't know. Right. I mean, yeah. Like I just read like, this thing where the the dude from the Bad Brain said like, oh, I, I people wouldn't pick up on this, but I really like that band Winger. And if you listen to a Winger record, Winger's like hair metal, like weird, like butt rock hair metal. But he's like, yeah. if you listen to Eye Against Eye or you listen to Quickness, <laughs> he's like, if you listen to that record after a Winger record, you'll hear it. So I always, I'm such a huge fan of when hardcore or punk bands or whatever are pulling in all these unique influences because it's like, it's like putting in different ingredients into the, the pot. Like, yeah, like tomato soup is fine. 
But like, if you spice it up and put a few different things in there, it can be something special. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same thing. I've just been trying to like broaden my horizon of like music I've been listening to. For some reason, I'm like on like a huge Beatles kick right now. I don't know why. I've just like been jamming them literally every day, like in the car, like if I'm going to get Duncan or something. Like, <laughs> but like, I've just been like trying to like dig deep into stuff that maybe I haven't listened to in a while or new stuff that I would like to check out just to like pull different kinds of inspiration. Cause like, you know, it, it gets old trying to pull from, you know, Oh, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn. I could sure. try to pull, yeah. you know, or like, you know, the things we carry or songs of scream at the sun. Like, you know, those are all perfect records in my opinion, but I want to, I also don't want, the OSC record to be an exact copy of like one of those records. I want it to be, you know, one of something special and like our own. I want to, I want to mm-hmm. have influences from all that, but make it our own pretty much. So. Yeah, no. And I think that's an important thing. And I don't think anyone like, like it's one of the things I think is the coolest is that there's a point where, where hardcore bands almost, it feels like it almost feels like you shouldn't say I'm trying to pull in outside influences, but if you're not doing that, it's almost like, are you just writing to a template, you know? And I don't yeah. think that's creative. I, I think that's like, it can be fine. Like sometimes if somebody just wants like, oh, I'm going to write a record that sounds like Brotherhood. Okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to hate on that. That's pretty cool. But mm. but if you're trying to do something and you've got that energy and like, hey, I want to make something special, you have to bring in different influences. So um, I think both these records, both these records are highly anticipated for, not just by myself, but I know both Tom and Patrick, who you know normally co-host, uh, but are otherwise preoccupied on <laughs> noon on Tuesday. Um, but they, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's really exciting to see what your bo- both your bands do. Um, so you mentioned the Half Heart shows; those were pretty big shows. You got to play a grip of them. You played LA and you played Worcester. I mean, yeah. both bands between the two of them, we played all the. US all four shows. U.S. states, yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. what was that like? Because you kind of used it as flagpoles for, for doing a full U.S. tour in the middle. So why don't you guys just tell me about summer 2019? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, you know, I was, lo- I was going through photos of it today, you know, kind of when I woke up. I don't know why. I was like, I, I, I remembered like some funny photo of like Dante and Ryan and I was like trying to pull it but like while I was like doing that like I just found myself like digging through like the entirety of like that three and a half week and it was just it was the crazy I mean it was the you know it was the craziest time ever craziest tour I've ever done I mean it's I mean for those of you who don't know it's uh it's we did like three and a half weeks around the half our shows like yeah. we booked it entirely you know me and Ryan and then have heart sound and fury like this is hardcore and then like a bunch in between and it was it was a blast it was wild but it was it was a blast yeah those those i mean those have heart shows were like when i got the phone call from pat like saying like yo like you know we're uh coming back yeah my jaw hit the floor uh, like pat flynn what's up yeah yeah what's up man hey what's Uh, up uh uh, he was yeah, just like, I just uh, want to know if you'd be in on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me know. 
talk to the fellas. <laughs> yeah, it was it was literally exactly talk like that. Fellas, that's, a it, fucking, that's such a good Pat Flynnism. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> but but, but like, it was an exciting moment when he you get that call. Oh, yeah, it was it was it was amazing. It was like I, I never thought I'd even be able to see that band ever, and like getting asked you know to play those shows. Uh, I was just talking to my friend the other day, and I was like, "Yo, like, I, I actually literally can't believe like we we played these shows." And I was like, "I'm not trying to be like, yo, like annoying or be like, <laughs> like, just like, just I don't know, being whatever about it." But it, it was just kind of like such a surreal experience. And I was looking back. I've also been looking back at like, you know, my archive photos from like, like my Instagram stories that were archived from that yeah. from the summer and yeah. i was like holy shit like you know we did that at you know 18 19 years old and we booked it all ourselves and then like i don't know i'm pretty proud of that tour just because like of we you know we did the half hard shows sound and fury and this is hardcore all in one tour like that that is yeah. like that well, doesn't back happen. on it was really a lot it was, of check, it was a really lot of check marks there yeah oh yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean i don't know it re- i mean like Brian said it best, like, the best way to describe it is just, like, surreal and, like, you know, it, like, it's, I don't know, it's, like, pulling up to the, to the Palladium, like, on that first day, it was just, like, I don't know, just the shock of, like, oh, wow, like, this is super real and, like, (laughs) I don't know, like, this is actually about to happen. This isn't just, like, this isn't just an Instagram post that, like, I've been looking at for, you know, a couple months, like, this is real. Literally, yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and, and we walk in and they're like sound checking with the machinist. And I was just like, what the oh, fuck sure. is yeah. going on? I was like, this is crazy. You know, and there like, is nothing like watching Half Heart play to an entire empty venue. It was <laughs> it was the craziest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was that was a cool thing to see. And I mean, yeah, I, I think there was such a cool excitement around those shows. Um that it's it's like yo, as eighteen and nineteen year olds, booking your own U.S. tour for the summer. I don't think there's anything cooler that you could have done. Period. But then having it just like just so happened to be like like mile markered with like oh yeah, uh, Have Heart show in Worcester, and then Sound and Fury with Have Heart in L.A., and then like this is hardcore. It's like shit. Like all right, that was yeah. Out yeah. Well. Um, what would you tell? You know, people your age or people, you know, a couple years younger than you or even a couple years older than you about that experience of booking the tour yourself. Like, obviously, it wasn't all easy, but did you think it was valuable? Like, you both you both are proud of yourselves for doing it. Is that something you would tell people they should do? 110 percent. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. I mean, um, you know, doing that tour being like 100 percent just like. I don't know, just, I don't know, just, like, hitting people up and, like, hoping to get a response. It was a really, I don't know. Uh, it was all DIY. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, like, start with it. It's something that I feel like every band needs to experience, where, like, you know, you're reaching out to people, you're making friends, you know, you're yes playing, playing to shows that may be bust or they may be actually awesome. Like who knows? And like, yeah, I think that's, that's the gamble with doing it yourself. And that's, it kind of, I, I feel like I learned a lot from that tour and I kind of grew as a person from that tour because just from like 
experiencing, you know, new places and meeting new people. And I became friends with a lot of people like on the art. Yeah. I became friends with a lot of people on that tour that I, you know, I still talk to like regularly now. And it's, right. uh, it, it's, it's an experience that I, I would hope that, you know, any band that wants to try to do it should, they should just do it because especially being like, you know, right out of high school, pretty much like yeah that's mm-hmm. the best time you know meet new people experience the world a little and just like live it up before you you know maybe have to get like a full-time job or like can't really do it you know so yeah and i mean i think purely from like a touring perspective it's like a lot different from you know maybe doing a tour where there's a tour manager or you know somebody you know who has all the dates lined up for you or something like that i mean it's yep. you, just as a band you have to be you know just infinitely more self-reliable um you know i think you know you have to um you know work together a lot more and i think like you know in a lot of ways it tries the patience and like the durability of everyone a lot more because oh for sure yeah you know yeah. it's you know it's a lot it's more just, taxing on everybody i feel yeah yeah i i don't like you know we've done like you know a, a handful of of tours in like the you know six seven whatever whatever months like since then but um you know like it, nothing has been like that hard but at the same time, like, I haven't, like, I don't know, feel like I've, like, really, like, learned as much or, like, tested myself as much on the road as we did on that tour. Because right. me, me and Grady were, like, driving pretty much. We drove the whole country pretty much. Like, it was just yeah. me and him at the time that we were the only two people that were really driving because I think everyone was a little afraid to drive the van. Sure. Yeah, so. I mean, and I, I mean this in you know, all, all the love and like, I love everybody. I mean, it's what, but it's one step closer and anxious toward the U S Ryan and Grady drove across the U S <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pretty that, much that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of the scenario there. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was operating on very minimal, uh, sleep and I don't know. Time well, to, and, and the thing that's so fascinating to me is the idea, like, like, and I try to try to tell people this, like, I remember being a senior in high school and it was funny. There was some like festival in Chicago that was like in spring. It was like around this time, like April maybe. Um, But I went and it was like, we left, I think I just took off Friday and we drove all day Friday, me and friends. And then we drove home like overnight Sunday. There was a show in Cleveland on a Sunday night and we drive home. I got home at 5 AM and like, took a shower and went to school and i remember somebody like oh would you do this weekend i was like i went to chicago oh (laughs) your family or i was like no just like me and some friends and it was like like they looked at me like i was an alien because to be honest you kind of are because you're doing something that's so so different than the normal experience like how many teenagers groups of like 17 18 19 20 year olds all pile in a van and just cruise go travel the country and meet new friends and new people and play in their bands. Like that's such a unique experience. And I, I hope it never gets lost on people like how cool and magical that shit is. Um, and like, it seeing is, that do it was like yeah. so awesome. I don't know. It's I like, think, so, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something special. 
really yeah is. yeah i mean it's um i don't know it's like it's so special and it's like you can't even compare it to like other like experiences like at this age i mean i don't know i i really like want to pick dante's like brain about it sometime soon because i mean he was just he was 16 he was like 16 or right 17 was, just turned 17 yeah. Yeah, yeah and that finishing his junior happened. year in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would love to hear the conversations that that kid has with like people at his high school about like, oh, what'd you do? You know, last week. Oh, I, you know, I went to Chicago, or I, yeah, did, right, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It is. It is really wild. It is super foreign, but um, I don't know. I think it's infinitely more cool and fun than any other way you could spend your time at this age. Seriously. Yeah, so- so, um, with that said, let's let's wrap it up. You guys both are in the midst of finalizing new records this year. Everybody's psyched about that. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, this this whole thing goes away. So this is another reminder. Uh, you know, stay in, stay in, stay safe, all that shit. So you can go see Anxious and One Step Closer sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys gotta want to say? Promote anything else coming up? Because I, I think there are some. Well, I know. Well, you know, I'll let you guys. Anything else you want to say or promote before we get going? Um, Brady? I mean, uh, I mean, if this whole thing, you know, goes away, say, you know, June, end of May, June, even July, uh, and everything else stays on schedule, I mean, once that poster and anxious will kind of be a little bit of everywhere uh, from, oh, yeah. from like August to december so yeah you know, keep much. an eye out for that and uh if, if things everybody keep your fingers crossed because you're both supposed to play sound and fury if it happens in july so yeah God, i hope so and if yeah and some other stuff too in july for what's yep. closer at least so like i know uh, same for anxious as well yep. so yeah fingers crossed yeah we'll see what we'll see what happens i mean it's it's uh yeah, stay inside. That's all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what, are some, what are some friend bands, new bands, whatever you want to shout out and tell people they should check out? We want to shout out the Last Straw demo, obviously. Yes, oh. definitely Last Straw demo. Yeah. Um, Choice uh, to Make just put out a record not too long ago. That's yep, another band that I play guitar in. Okay. Um, we were supposed to have our record release like you know last month, and it ended up getting canceled because of the virus and stuff. So. Uh, we'll definitely be doing another record release and we'll probably be trying to do some weekends and stuff. So, uh, definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, um, I mean, I'll, I'll shout out. I mean, Connecticut in since 2020 has started, has had like a million new bands. So, uh, uh, listen to wreckage. Um, uh, if you like things like sheer terror and agnostic front, uh, there's a new band called ill communication. Uh, you know, if you like, no warning and like outburst uh dominion 18 if you like it really heavy uh third degree uh which features uh kyle from glory yeah it's kyle kyle on vocals and then a lot of or i don't know if it's other people from restraining order but i know at least pat yeah is uh is in that band and then uh i don't know a, a moment of uh selfless or selfish uh, self-promotion. Uh, me and Ryan playing a new band called Last Straw. We just uh, put out a demo on Youngblood Records. So uh, check that out too. 
there's definitely gonna be some more Wolf's Bear bands coming too. I know people have been working on projects and Tommy and I are doing another project and stuff too. So uh hopefully, you know, I don't know how much those projects will be playing, but it's just cool to see Wolf's Bear super active and like trying to do bands and stuff. It's it's definitely a good time for for the the Northeast right now, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm, really definitely. Good. Shout out to Wilkes Bear Forever. One of the yes. coolest places. So um Thank you, dudes, for doing this. And I'll oh, talk thank to you very soon. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, right, you too, Ben. All right.